Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about how exotic gear in Destiny needs some help. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you could probably catch me live right now at SayNoToRage.com. I am probably live at this moment. That's usually when these hit the feeds. SayNoToRage.com will bring you right to my Twitch channel. Hitting follow on the Twitch channel or hitting like and subscribe on YouTube is an easy way uh, for you guys to support what I do. And I wanted to talk about this because we have been touching on this in a variety of the videos that I've made. I did a video about the artifact, about Armor 2.0. We did a video about the Recluse. And and clearly, there is some things happening this time around with Shadowkeep that really isn't working well for exotics. Exotics are in kind of a weird place right now, especially exotic weapons. And so I wanted to talk this through because if you've been paying attention to Bungie's conversations leading up to Shadowkeep, they made it clear that, you know, exotics aren't in the best spot and they're going to try to help with that and they haven't quite gone far enough so the first thing i want to talk about is the artifact mods the role of the artifact mods in the game and how they're landing on exotic guns in particular and then obviously if you want to run an a, you know if you want to run an, an artifact mod on an exotic piece of armor you can but you can't run that on the gun so we are going to talk about the artifact mods secondly we want to talk about armor in general armor does have some of its own limitations even though uh there's a lot of cool things we can do right now exotic armor does have its own limitations as well and then i want to end by saying phase one a lot of these changes feel like phase one a lot of what they're doing they're just kind of getting the ball rolling with a lot of what they're they're attempting to do and there are certain pieces that might need to happen first before some of the things that we're asking for or we're going to talk about so first let's just talk about the artifact mods if you're unfamiliar with how this works the artifact offers mods that allows you to run something like anti uh, anti barrier on a hand cannon and this is really really helpful and exotic guns up to this point were outclassed by legendaries and this is prior to Shadowkeep. so September the 26th is a blog I've referred to a lot Bungie puts out a blog and they say you know legendaries are outclassing exotics this is something that we need to change this is something that we need to work on and we're gonna we're gonna try and do that by toning some of them down and then they left for example they left rampage alone on the huckleberry in the hopes that the huckleberry might actually rise in prominence but then in comes the artifact mods and when you do any late game anything right now if you do a legend or master nightfall or a legend or master nightmare hunt exotics are just not going to be in your inventory unless it's an exotic heavy because you can't run these rounds on there unstoppable anti-barrier and overload are incredibly important whenever you go into that content if you were watching us work on the master nightmare hunts we were working on baking the boss and moving through those areas, just one unstoppable ogre, just one minotaur or knight with being able to regen their health and do the like do the barrier shield. If you don't have somebody that's adequately using anti-barrier or unstoppable, it will really, really slow you down. And a lot of people are trying to even bypass the barrier shields because they're so frustrating. They're running as anagis. They're you know they're running different things. Now, when you go and you look at an exotic, one of the reasons that they they feel like not really worth running. Right Right now, let's say you were really excited about the fact that the Huckleberry didn't have Rampage touched. Well, there is no mod slot on these exotics, which is understandable. Up to now, there would be no really reason to put a mod on an exotic. Exotics are supposed to be great out of the box. You shouldn't need to be putting mods on them. However, 
with the new seasonal pain and the new seasonal challenge of champions and champion modifiers, this is a needed quality pass in the game right now. A lot of people don't understand, or maybe they even underestimate, just how bad this is, having exotics getting chopped down once again in the hierarchy of the weapon structure by, you know, you you tone back a lot of the legendaries, you tone down crit multipliers, you tone down their damage perks in an effort to make exotics get some footing, and then as soon as we might have an instance where exotics have some footing they get chopped down once again and nobody's really using a lot of them again Izanagi's burden is a really popular one because you can kind of bypass those shield mechanics in you know in those encounters in the master and legend nightfalls and I was loving Ariana's vow in the boss fight room and for the shields and stuff but even Ariana's vow was really really slow on popping those shields I was getting pretty frustrated two taps I think would be reasonable sometimes it was three and even four it seemed a little bit random I may have been missing it's the fire rate of the guns a little wonky it's a little hard to adjust to so I would say artifact mods either in this season or the next need to be applicable to exotic weapons. The artifact mods, as we already showed, I can go to the Nezerax and I can equip Labyrinth's Miner. That is a mod from the artifact. It's allowing me to put it here. So clearly Bungie isn't saying, no, 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 if you run an exotic, you can't run, you know, Breach Refractor on an exotic chess piece. Yes, you can. You are allowed to do that. Bungie's not saying that. Bungie's logic here is that exotics are not limited with respect to the artifact mods. I think this was just a slight oversight because in general, exotic weapons weapons exotic weapons have never had a mod slot and exotic armor does because of the necessary nature of armor 2.0 so i believe this needs to be and likely will be a damage pass but let's i'm sorry a quality pass let's talk about armor okay armor right now as far as exotics go so with the guns they really need the artifact mod and they probably need some buffs if we shift to armor i think a lot of the armor needs help as well some of the armor pieces probably just need retooled so that they have a little bit more utility and maybe they could pair some of that with armor 2.0 and some of the weapon synergies that people are coming up with but in general i do think a lot of the exotics are being ignored because there are still some of the mainstays nezerax and you know phoenix protocol luna factions have their place and orpheus rigs is getting a lot of play and so is one-eyed mask because they buffed a lot of the void subclasses so some of the solar uh some of the solar ones are kind of getting shelved you know like phoenix protocol so i think at a ground level bungie needs to just analyze armor saturation levels if you go to collections and you go to the exotic armor just look at how much doesn't ever really get used by almost anybody and bungie could afford to do a quality pass on a lot of these pieces to make them more viable or to create clear you know builds and loadouts that would be potentially centered around using these in conjunction with armor 2.0 as well as some updates to weapon potentially in the future I also think that the lack of the undying mod slot may not be necessary, and I know some people might push back on this, but if you're unaware, the undying mod slot is an extra mod slot on year three armor dropping from the raid, the moon, and I believe also Vex Offensive. And whenever you you see that slot, it's really, really helpful for nightmare hunts and the raid. You can run Supreme Nightmare mods. You can run mods like the Enhanced Relay Defender, Enhanced Resistant Tether. These are mods that are going to help you in the raid. I don't necessarily see the point in saying exotics don't get that slot. I would maybe even go so far as to say you could you could even give them the ability to equip them beyond each uh, each season, and you know 
if if they do that, I don't necessarily know if that's going to throw things out of balance. I know sometimes people are worried they're going to make us too strong. They're going to make us feel like we have too much going on. I, I think in general, affinities on exotics and armor 2.0 is something that needs tweaked. I'm not saying make it really easy. I'm not saying get rid of affinities, but I think affinity like void, solar, and arc affinities, I think some of that needs tweaked or give us the ability to change it like one time, especially on exotics as well. You finally get an exotic. You finally get the role that you want. Like this Nezerax is really, really good. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a 61. And then I got the, I got the plus 10 on there. It's a really great role, but it's void. What if it was arc? What if it was solar? What if it wasn't the right affinity and lacking that undying mod slot, I think is going to be a potential problem uh, going forward. And I, think that's why i want to end with phase one i do think a lot of this is phase one for bungie okay armor 2.0 was sort of the first step and now there are sort of outlier problems that weren't considered a lack of the undying mod slot on exotics not being able to put artifact mods on exotic weapons uh exotic weapons and all armor 2.0 you know armor pieces having the affinity but even more so on an exotic having that elemental affinity these are things that potentially need some tweaks and some adjustments to give the player a little bit more freedom and a little bit more influence over what is going on with the builds now i'm not going to die on this hill i don't need an undying mod slot on the armor i don't need a seasonal mod slot on the armor but at the very least i'm really going to fight for exotic weapons getting the ability to use artifact mods because that's a huge hindrance right now going into legend and master you've automatically got exotics kind of put on the shelf and in a category that i think is unhelpful i said i think guns on the whole were addressed i think but i do think exotic guns as a whole need addressed i think they need to like approach the entire exotic gun weapon pool and try and do like an update pass making some of them stronger they try to address some of that and I believe that they've ultimately failed in that regard uh, to make exotic weapons likable if they're not in the heavy slot and I think armor is on the right path I do I think armor is on the right path armor is sort of setting the stage for some of that customization but I think Bungie needs to think through a handful of things artifact mods being unapplicable to weapons affinities on you know elemental affinities on exotic weapons and I'm sorry exotic armor and armor in general and then not being able to have that undying mod slot on exotics some of these things either need to be spoken to specifically by Bungie, maybe explain to us your philosophy or do a quality pass on these. I do think exotics need help, and these are some ways that they do. As always, we're going to transition to QA. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the question and answer session that followed my talk about exotics need some help. After Shadowkeep and Destiny 2, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you could probably catch me live right now at SayNoToRage.com. I'm usually live when these hit the feed, so come on in to SayNoToRage.com. It'll bring you to my Twitch channel. If I'm not live, you can hit the follow button. If you're watching on YouTube, hitting like and subscribe helps me out as well. We're going to jump right into the questions here, and we are having issues with the question command as well as me accidentally closing the capture. There we go. Arcanist says, You said during an earlier stream that maybe the recluse's power could be a baseline of power for exotic primaries. That being said, would it be unreasonable to just give them a regular mod slot? I don't know if they need a regular mod slot. That doesn't seem like something they would want to maybe open that box. Opening that potential Pandora's box of problems and balancing issues could could prove to be more troublesome and and more bothersome than it's worth I think at a ground level they just need the artifact slot I've never used a weapon that was an exotic it's I'm not putting an exotic away because I can't put on 
rampage spec or or counterbalance that's generally not why an exotic gets put away up to now the main reason people don't really use the legendary uh i'm sorry the the primary exotics is because legendary primaries are just just as good if not better and and bungie admitted that in the blog post they said you know legendaries are outclassing exotics so in large measure i'm not i wasn't i wasn't going to be convinced to use an exotic with a mod slot and right now if they start to tweak exotics and make them stronger like Huckleberry or Graviton Lance or Sunshot, I would use them if I could throw an artifact mod on them. Grenade launchers really change the tide for me, you know? It really, really changed the tide for me. I, I can throw on a legendary grenade launcher and I have room for an exotic and I'm not running one. I I just am not. And I could see myself maybe starting to run something like Telesto or I was running Ariana's Vow and Master Nightmare Hunts. I can also see myself maybe even using the um, what's the other one? The 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 all oh, that fusion. It, uh, my mind just my my mind does this to me all the time. It betrays me, and I forget that the merciless. I can see myself running the merciless, the Telesto, fighting lines fun sometimes. Coldheart and Prometheus lens and the Jotun may get back rotated in the divinity, the Ariana's vow. You know, and now if you're not a PS4 owner up to now, now you can use Wave Splitter. There, there could be a lot of room, I think, for people to use the secondaries. It's mainly the primaries that are just kind of getting left in the dustbin. There's no real reason to run them. Sunshot, Graviton Lance, Huckleberry, uh, Outbreak Perfected. Well, that's a pulse, but still, Suros Regime. These are all weapons that could use maybe a, a quality pass, make them a little bit stronger, but then also give them the use of that artifact mod. So when I go into high, you know, challenging endgame content, that is something that you know I would be able to to leverage uh, as an advantage. You know, bird up twelve. Do you think it would be beneficial to make exotics function differently across PvP and PvE so they could make more powerful, unique exotics? This is kind of a given question. I mean, you're kind of asking me, you know, would it be better if I wore sunglasses and a hat on a sunny day? I mean, of course it would. It would make it more comfortable for you, and I think it would make it better and more comfortable for Bungie to make really strong pivots on PvE if they split up the guns. They can't do this. I mean, according to... According to... Josh Hamrick, that's not a possibility and he's not there anymore, but he made it like we can't really do that, and I'll give you an example of how we know that's probably true generally speaking, anytime they have made a gun stronger in PvE, while leaving it alone in PvP, they actually make the enemies weaker to that gun, it's it's a it's an involved process, uh, an example would be the Wardcliff coil in the original Leviathan launch was doing a ridiculous amount of damage to the lanterns, the lanterns in the bathers room were taking more damage from the Warcliff coil than they were supposed to. So, what they did was, is they said, you know, oh, we we can actually weaken the the lanterns or strengthen the lanterns against the Wardcliff coil. So they don't seem to be able to go into a weapon and say, do more damage, less damage to a guardian, do more damage, do less damage to you know trash ads and. To be fair, I think with a lot of the exotics, they have shown that they can make crazy exotics like the 1000 Voices that you can run and it it feels like really, really cool inside of PvE, but not necessarily something that you're going to take into PvP. Now, I know a lot of people took the the 1000 Voices into Gambit and use it for that PvP element and that, 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 that side of the game, but the flow of Gambit was very different. You're going in, you have wall hacks, you, you know, you have an overshield, and that really, really feeds in, uh, feeds into it. So, I would say, you know, I would, I would say that you're really, you're really going to want to, you're really going to want to take them, and you're, you're going to want to allow 
exotics to function as exotics without suddenly making Bungie recreate the weapon system because at the present they don't seem uh, to be able to do it um, I it's it's just one of those things where they need a new engine they need dev tools they need a new sandbox and they're not going to do that overnight I don't think they're going to suddenly be able to start editing weapons in one side of the game or another they haven't really done it for, for the last five years now they do it they do it, but it seems few and far between. I remember when they buffed shotguns in PvE in Destiny 1, I remember really liking that, and that was a rare occurrence. To be fair, that was pretty rare in D1, and it's kind of rare now. Uh, Clay Tongs. Do you believe that Bungie has changed their philosophy on exotics? It was said during D1 they were meant to be unique rather than powerful. Seems that Pinnacle Weapons took on that role. I think Bungie is overhauling their entire gear hierarchy philosophy and you could see that when Luke Smith stepped in and said we're not doing pinnacle weapons anymore they were too problematic they were supposed to be unique novelty weapons that people were to chase and that's not really happening they're they're kind of running away with the show and they also said in that September 26th blog post that I continue to reference that legendary primaries were outclassing exotics well if that's a problem then that means that they they're passively admitting that exotics should be at the top of their game. They should be some of the better weapons in the game. That doesn't mean that when you run Huckleberry, it's the only SMG worth running. It also doesn't mean that Huckleberry is the absolute best SMG in the game. There would be other reasons to run a Subjunctive or a Recluse or other guns because perk combinations, uh, elemental combinations, your build, etc. Those types of synergies and those types of things between armor and the weapons should start to take place so you don't feel that that's something that is is really really limiting uh is really li- limiting to you i i don't think they need exotics to be tip of the pyramid always the absolute best um so prospector should have been used more but people falsely thought grenade launchers were bad yeah and i think in the in the era when people thought grenade launchers were bad i don't even know if anybody argued too much along the line of like they're really really bad it was it seemed more that there was other damage thresholds that they enjoyed uh, using. They enjoyed using Whisper. They enjoyed using Sleeper. Um, Batman. What if one of the three types of rounds... Uh, what if one of the three types of rounds on the exotic... Uh, you check your questions before submitting them okay shy what do you think they could do about the actual damage on exotics no matter how many buffs they give to them they still feel not worth running because they're not even close to good enough for the end content i mean it depends on what you're talking about there are some ridiculously good exotics right now izanagi's burden ariana's vow whisper 1k voices these are all exotics that do great damage in the right circumstances uh, ed jones with 26 months thank you very much welcome back I wasn't feeling grenade launchers, but I'm now in love with them. Yeah, they're really, really good. There are plenty. Uh, there are plenty of exotics that I think are well worth running. But uh, yeah, anarchy would be another one. But there, are, I think the lion's share of exotic primaries. I think the lion's share of exotic primaries um, are, in in large measure, not really landing where they need to land. And I think they they compounded that problem with the artifact mods not being applicable to. Uh, exotic guns so you can run any weapon and still beat the raid it really isn't about that though t-funk i don't think the raid is our measure anymore i think the measure for efficacy or viability of exotics is master level content you got to go into a master level nightfall or a master level nightmare hunt and i think you got to put yourself through that meat grinder 
to really test the limitations or the viability of exotics because the raid is just not that difficult anymore. Um, and again, the, the maximum damage output is coming from an exotic. It's coming from the Izanagis. So I, I do think a lot of them... Um, I think a lot of the exotics are landing where they need to, like Izanagi's at least requires skill, timing you gotta use it in, in an intelligent way and it really limits your ammo if you use it for its maximum damage output so you're not really having an exo- exotic that is one size fits all god tier weapon, it's god tier in the right circumstances and it really limits the ammo economy Like that's kind of how it should land Sp- uh, Spoos Goose says, if you dismantle uh, an armor piece with nine or masterwork do you get back some of the prisms i actually don't know the answer to this question someone in chat would have to weigh in if you take a, you know a piece of armor up to level nine uh and then dismantle it do you get any of the resources back kush is saying no uh generally kush is on point with this sort of thing so i i was gonna say no that was gonna be my guess somebody's saying it's just six cores so you get back six cores but no prisms somebody's saying you get back one prism so if you take it all the way to energy 9, I wonder if it's RNG. You get one prism, says Flame. It seems like the consensus is one prism or nothing. I, that, I don't... It's... I would think one prism and maybe some enhancement cores? Maybe? That seems kind of odd. I've had cores and prisms. You only waste three to get to nine. Okay. Gritter. Do you think the new exotic weapons are meant to make up for not running artifact mods on them since the intrinsic perks are the required buffs needed to fight the new enemy types. Do you think that that was the right strategy or should Bungie still put mod slots on the exotic weapons? I think they did that on these particular weapons to make them relevant. I don't necessarily mean... I don't think that means they're not going to put an artifact mod slot on the other exotics, right? Like, I don't think the answer to the general problem in Destiny that, like, oh, it's just not worth running exotic primaries. Oh, don't worry. Um, we're going we're gonna to lower legendaries. And then you go into hard content, and you're like, yeah, but I need to run anti-barrier. I need to run overload. I need to run unstoppable. And I can't put that on these exotics, so I'm not going to use them. And then someone's like, oh, don't worry. There's the Ariana's Vow, the Divinity, and then the, the new Heavy Bow. <laughs> Who's going to do that? Like, if you're trying to go into Master Nightmare Hunts, are you really going to bring that stupid bow? I mean, I guess against the right boss, maybe, but people don't really seem to be wanting to take that thing into endgame content. Um, I don't know. I I think they did it just because if they didn't do that, no one would get a, give a rip about these exotics, these new ones. And then they'll trickle out, maybe, the mod slot to the other... Um, to the others... I don't know. I can't see if you don't like that bow that much or that bow isn't the right call for that particular nightmare hunt. I can't see using that for like the one or two unstoppable ogres that you run into in, you know, in in a master nightmare hunt. It just doesn't seem, I don't know. It does a good job stunning overload bosses. You aren't bringing other exotics either. If you aren't running a divinity or two Izanagis, you're handicapping yourself. Right, like a lot of people are running Izanagis. We ran two, we ran Izanagis and and I ran an Ariana's Vow. I can't see running Leviathan's Breath for a couple of unstoppable ogres. It doesn't seem like that'd be be the right call. Um, I don't know. 
Maybe I'm overlooking a really, really valuable item, but with Izanagi's Divinity and Ariana's Vow, I think the bow is going to struggle. I also think we're supposed to be having a lot of freedom and control over our loadouts right now, and um, this is a limitation that doesn't feel like that feeds into that, that, that identity that Destiny's going for. If you're digging into the the RPG, the MMO, you know, the, the customization, it it feels really, really narrow to say, well, if you want to run an exotic that has those abilities, you got to run one of the new ones. I mean, again, again, Bungie's sentimentality and philosophy in that blog post seemed to indicate that they wanted to make exotics more viable, and they haven't. So I'm asking them to go further than they have. And it's great that people are finding reasons to run the new bow or the divinity or the Ariana's vow, but that leaves an awful lot of other exotics just kind of on the shelf. Um, I think the point that Eugene is making is that even if you could put anti-barrier on the Huckleberry, you'd never pick it over Izanagi. Well, but that see, that's that's not necessarily the answer, though. I don't agree with that. I think the answer would be for Bungie to look at the over the the, the barrier perk and the barrier champions as a presence like that to me just seems really stupid you created a pain point you created a mod and the mod is so dadgum ineffective that people are ignoring it and using Izanagi's like I think that's dumb I think that's a sign of a problem they're only swords okay I go in right now I go to a master level nightmare hunt they're only swords and I have a 110 hand cannon with anti-barrier Bam, 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 bam. Can't pop the shield. He just sits there and gets all of his health back. I ran Ariana's Vow. Super inconsistent. One, two. Oh, got it. One, two, three, four. Finally got it. Oh, man, he got a, he got a chance to heal. I, I think that the champion modifier is good. I think the anti-barrier is, is, is an over... It's an over-exaggeration of what that's supposed to do, and so people are just bypassing it with Izanagi's. I don't know. I don't feel like that's what a pain point should do in content like that. Whether I run a Nightfall at Master or I run a I run a um, a Nightmare Hunt at Master, I just I I don't feel like that pain point should be funneling me and my team to what feels like almost like it almost feels like a cheesy strategy to me. It's like yeah, just wait. Okay, boom, boom. Two is an Aggies, and you know you do the debuff grenade. I don't know. That, that, that doesn't feel like we're interacting with the pain point at all. Not the way we interact with like an unstoppable ogre. Uh, Lord Atlantis of Idaho. To reach back to points made some months ago, do you feel this is yet another area in which Bungie is restricted due to difficulties navigating their own engine? I feel like similar games, such as Borderlands 3 recently, they make sandbox changes so much faster and of higher quality. That is massively debatable about Borderlands 3, but okay. When it comes to adding mod slots, that shouldn't be very difficult at all, yet it probably will be next season at the very soonest. I don't think there's any way for anybody to know that... I also think Bungie's made a lot of updates that have been quicker uh, as of late. Um, They also have been very responsive to exploits. I mean, they disabled the Telesto almost immediately. Uh, They've been doing far more, I feel like, far... There's a patch going out tomorrow. Um, I I think you're actually demonstrably inaccurate in your summary. I think Bungie has been better than ever before about doing 
really quick response time and updates. Now, quick is subjective, right? Quick is not immediate. Quick is not one week and, oh, we can fix it. Um, I, th- I think they've done a pretty good job. I also think you don't want games turning knobs every other week like oh i don't know did you enjoy playing fortnite when they were doing that i mean they still are to a certain degree i hated playing fortnite when they were doing that it's like here here's an update we made this thing stronger Uh, yeah okay you broke these two guns i can't swap my weapons building is glitched this gun's too strong now this gun has zero bloom like like fortnite was doing way too many updates way too close together i think there's a happy medium um, I think this is happy medium. Your build changes every few days in Borderlands 3. I gotta tell you, I've never wanted to not play Borderlands 3 more than when I see people tweeting, oh, my build just got broken. Oh, my build's not working anymore. Oh, my build's not strong anymore. And I'm like, gee, many freaking Christmas. I understand that they need to do, they need to do updates and passes and change things in Borderlands 3, but I also think you need to make sure and consider the fact that, like, people are working to build those builds, and then you're just wrecking them every other week or every two weeks. The same thing happened in Fortnite. You would get a certain way of playing, you would get a certain loadout style that you really liked playing with, and... (coughs) Excuse me. You'd have, like, ways of playing Fortnite that would suddenly get completely thrown into upheaval because they're doing patches like every other week remember when they did that they made they made rifles really strong and they completely uh like overstated it and when they did that um they they had a course correct like two days later so I think acting like quick updates is just a fix all or a needed thing or like this is something they need to do all the time I don't necessarily know if we want to say Oh man, this this is an this this is something that they should be doing updates far more often. This oh this needs to be happening way more often because I think there's plenty of games that are doing too many updates too close together and it's frustrating for the player base. <clears throat> Gale says, "Do you think the weapons 2.0 we would be getting some random elements on exotic weapons so we would grind for god roll exotic weapons just like armor?" I don't think they're going to do that. No. Um I really, really, really want to see Elemental Primaries return. I just, I don't understand why so many people are against that. I haven't met a single person yet that doesn't argue against Elemental Primaries with complete exaggeration. Like, nobody makes an actual, like, sensible, measured argument. They're just like, it'll make everything too easy. It's like, wait, you, you can run an Elemental Primary right now. When you, when you throw on an Elemental Primary, does the game suddenly feel easy button? No? Okay, then calm the frick down. Like, Elemental, a true return to Elemental Primaries would be really, really good for the game. And... I don't know if they're ever going to go that route with the the, the weapon system because I know the weapon system. They feel that they, they this this is where they kind of want to have it and leave it, and they felt like going back to primary, secondary, and heavy was a step backwards. Um, man, I just don't know. I, I feel like it was so much easier to think through and balance. And you have a simple hierarchy of tier one, tier two, tier three weapons, tier one, tier two, tier three enemies. Um, you got an ammo economy built around that hierarchy. You know, I don't know. There was there was a lot of things. Um, there was a lot of things. Man, the, the, the Q&A form really likes Demins. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, apparently there's something that he was removing that should fix it. I can lower the Nightbot, the, the Nightbot timer too that I increased. Um, I can go back in and lower that down to five seconds because I upped it to six. Um, I'll drag that back down as well if you're doing something on your end. 
So question submissions might get a little bit better. Hopefully, uh, hey, let's all cross our fingers because man, oh man, it was getting it's getting annoying. Um, I appreciate having people like the bins that can even look into that. It's a great value for the channel. Uh, Leviathan Hefe, do you think the lack of use with exotic armor weapons is due to legendaries doing, for the most part, just as much, if not more, than exotics itself? I mean, this is you're you're quoting the September blog from September 26. I mean, they literally said this. Bungie said this. Bungie said that legendary primaries are out classing exotics. They might not even have limited it to exotics. I think they may on primaries. I think they just said legendaries are just by and large out classing exotics. I mean, it just happens. And the real real question for armor is going to be you get a god roll, you know, exotic piece and it's the wrong elemental affinity. And then you're going to break your build for an exotic. A lot of the exotic armor is not even worth running. So, like, there's a handful of exotic pieces, no intentional way to grind for them. And then you finally get it. You finally get it, and it's the wrong elemental affinity. It's like, jeepers. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I don't think, I don't think that this is this is done yet i don't the 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 hierarchy of like legendary to exotic is still not sorted out i think they just got started and they're gonna run tests run reports and then they'll do another thing next season to further the distance between exotics and legendaries there's got to be a greater distance there has to be a bigger win for the player to throw on an exotic because it's not a big enough win right now and the ones that are a win are absurdly different like oh i throw on an izanagi's what the frick like huge benefit in the right circumstances almost no other exotics are paying out that level of influence over the game whether it's armor or guns like there's a lot that needs to happen with that valcor moon would being able to add and remove mods like with armor uh, on only exotic weapons help or elemental primary exotics help this question is just all over the place these are not even these things aren't even related elemental primary exotics might help shove people to them but i don't even know you throw an element on the re- on on the huckleberry or the outbreak perfected am i going to run it maybe not and then anytime the exotic lands in the secondary slot uh or whatever it's that it's going to have the element on it to begin with so if you run the graviton lands it's going to have the it's going to have the the element on it so if you come down here to energy and you run prometheus lens hard light graviton cold heart they already have the elements i mean there already are elemental primaries that you can run on an exotic so suddenly making all of the kinetic exotics have an element wouldn't do hardly anything it would be a step in the right direction but adding or removing mods like with armor i don't again i don't that's that this is this is something that happens a lot of the times when we zero in on a problem as destiny players we zero in on a problem and we're like oh man bungie needs to do something about this bungie needs to fix this and we just absolutely like swing and miss and suggest something that doesn't apply or we completely like overswing. like oh just let us put mods on exotics exotics as a weapon there's two things that need to happen okay and they're not always related exotics as weapons need to be tuned to be really really appealing like they did with huckleberry well we're gonna nerf rampage but we're gonna leave rampage alone on huckleberry okay that makes huckleberry appealing you gotta do that and then in another completely unrelated separate lane you need to say here is something weapons need to do in Shadowkeep and Season of the Undying, and exotic primaries can't do it, and that is artifact mod slot, okay? 
you gotta take it in you gotta take it in its lane you can't just be like oh we gotta make them better mods mods on all of them I mean what, what's that gonna do that, that, that I can put counterbalance on my gun like that's not gonna do anything we just need the artifact mods more than anything and the other thing again they exotics need to be appealing and people are coming in all the time and they're like okay Lono have you tried running Sunshot it's so much better Huckleberry's awesome right now Uh, have you tried running Risk Runner have you tried Graviton Lance and I'm generally like no because I'm going into content where I'm dealing with champions even even if I'm not dealing with champions I like running anti-barrier because anti-barrier pairs with breach refractor breach refractor is feeding grenade energy grenade energy is great with oppressive darkness grenades like there's so much that I'm losing even in non-challenging content there's so much that I lose as soon as I put on an exotic primary so those are two lanes that they need to focus on that in some respects are completely unrelated to each other fuzz bounds in future seasons could the loot table of menagerie be switched up with weapons from older content as a way to get good rolls on old guns this is way out this is way out in the distance homie you're you're on step nine and we just did step two i think there's a place for that i think there's a place for repurposing escalation protocol infinite forest the forge with osiris blind well uh, they're they're using obviously Verdant Forest and Haunted Forest. You know, tomorrow is you know Festival of the Lost. Keep in mind, I'm recording this on October 28th. If you're like, wait, Festival of the Lost is already happening. Try to remember these. This this happens live. I mean, there there's already I think a place for that. I think Menagerie would be next year, L- late next year. You would want to do it in the summer or beyond. If you're going to repurpose Menagerie, update that loot pool and repurpose that content that would need to be later and people on my youtube are like i don't understand this guy always gives bungie a hard time but he's suddenly okay with reskins okay you you always have to take me in context i'm okay with the reskinned braytech winter wolf in a free event called festival of the lost i'm okay with bungie reskinning and repurposing escalation protocol as a free update in the next season i'm not saying they're doing that i'm saying if they were to do that i would be okay with it you would have two lanes in the game then that would always be active the free the free lane and the paid lane right you, you buy the season pass or you don't there's the top lane that's free there's the bottom lane that's that, that's that's you pay for in the game itself there would be a free activity that gets updated and repurposed and then there's the paid activity that's new and it's tied to the season Again, it seems to me a complete and utter waste to look at every planet, every loot pool, every NPC, everything we've done up to now and be like, don't ever do anything with that bungee. Don't ever reuse any of that. What an absolute mistreatment of good content. Did you like Escalation Protocol? I did. Why not repurpose it for free to bolster another season? Did you like Menagerie? I did. Why not repurpose it and reskin the loot pool or, or rejuvenate and update the loot pool in a future season just for free just to make the game feel alive and that it's updating? Why would we want to leave all those things on the shelf? It just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know who these people are that you're you're cutting off your nose to spite your face it's like i we do, we don't want reskin content no absolutely not you're becoming so ideological about it that you're actually potentially holding back things that would make the game good no bungie should not say here's a 40 dollar dlc and it's just a bunch of reskins that's that's not something that i'm arguing for but repurposing existing assets and activities in future seasons for free I think that would be great. And I know 
that EP has armor 2.0, but that's not an update or a repurposed T-Funk. They updated all earnable armor to be 2.0. I'm talking about a repurposing and a retreatment of EP. Number one, make the armor more grindable because the earn rate of the armor in Escalation Protocol is freaking terrible. Number two, give the weapons random rolls and throw that hand cannon in there because there's only th- the three weapons. There's the sniper, there's the SMG, and then there is the shotgun. You could throw in the hand cannon. The hand cannon, I actually think, looks cool, and you could potentially throw that in there because it even has the name Icolos in it, which would just kind of like logically make sense to throw this bad boy in here. Icolos HC version 1.01. And Bungie could even get cute if they wanted to. They could put version 2.01 or whatever. They could change the names, update them in the database, so they're suddenly... You know, they're suddenly the actual, uh, you know, new versions of the weapon. They could even, you know, they could, again, they could even get cute with the names. Part of me feels like they anticipated doing this with the version numbers up there. It just kind of makes me think that they would uh, be doing that. So, I would say, whenever I look at the loot table of Menagerie and Menagerie's an activity, I see it with the same lens that I see Escalation Protocol and Blind Well and the Infinite Force and all those pools. Those are great for repurposing, reskinning, and then shove it into something that's free, whether it's something like the you know the festival, of the loss, or something like that. I think that is totally fine. I will never have a problem with that. And people be like, "Well, you're fine with a reskinned moon and a repurposed moon. We paid for that." I really, anytime anybody talks about the moon being a reskin, I'm real. I'm really, really sorry to say this. I don't think I've ever heard a good argument with intelligence about the moon being a reskin. They ignore an absolute overwhelming amount of evidence that the moon is not a simple reskin. They ignore the four lost sectors that are like miniature strikes. They ignore Sorrow's Harbor. They ignore how the entire area feels different because of the Vex invasions. They ignore the fact that we also got missions and strikes tied to the moon. They ignore the lectern. They ignore uh, Eris Morn. They ignore all those things. And they're like, yeah, but it's the same. But it's the same. It's like, cool, you're really good at asserting something that we all know is like, okay, when I go through Archer's line, yeah, it looks similar and familiar, or the Hellmouth, or Anchor of Light, but even those areas have been restructured and have had their geography changed, and the flow of ads have changed. No, they haven't, Lono. The same guys come out in the same places. The same, there's the same, no, that's not true. There are Vex showing up, there's HVTs showing up, the public events are different, like, the entire the entire planet is now different and like I know that people are going to see them like you're a bungee shill you're a bungee apologist you defend the eververse and he like okay fine I guess like if you're going to have an actual intelligent discussion with me then then we can have an intelligent discussion but I haven't seen one single person make an actual decent substantive case that like the moon is a reskin and outside of that I'm talking about updates being free I'm talking about the Braytech werewolf I'm talking about the verdant forest the haunted forest these are free activities free updates for anybody to play a new light player to the hardcore player that spent money we can all enjoy haunted forest lost you know uh, festival of the loss and the Braytech werewolf I don't I don't see why anybody would look at that and get frustrated. I really don't. It's free. You don't like it? It's a reskin? Don't play it. Easy. They update Escalation Protocol. Let's imagine they do that. They update EP, change it a little bit, make the bosses a little bit different. Oh, I don't know. Add a quality of life adjustment so you can instance into it the way that you instance into the forges now with matchmaking. That might be a test for an update to Blind Well and Escalation Protocol in the future. Let's say they do that. And it's free. 
if you don't like that it's real easy don't ever go into ep don't grind for the guns don't grind for the armor just ignore it then you know if it's paid i get it but i've not seen them do any one-to-one reskin paid content and if you bring up the raid armor i just i my my brain struggles my brain struggles with the incessant negativity the raid armor looks significantly different than that curse of osiris eververse armor if you compare them side by side there's like three pieces out of 15 pieces there's like three that are one-to-one reskins everything else got completely reshaped the warlock robes different the hunter legs different the helmets different like everything got reshaped restructured and had actual physical ornamentations added to them there's like maybe three or four pieces out of 15 armor pieces from the raid that are actually significantly different and depart you wouldn't be able to tell by the way if you saw that armor in a vacuum you wouldn't be able to tell you see that warlock armor or the bond or the hunter legs or any of the other pieces that got significantly changed you wouldn't be like oh that's the eververse armor from osiris you wouldn't be able to tell because it significantly changed it so i would love to see them do this with menagerie repurpose it completely repurpose it put new weapons in there but i i think you'd have to wait Menagerie's really, really close, right? Really, really close. It just happened, so I don't think you'd want to do it this close. You'd want to push that out a little bit further. Blader, drawing inspiration from your Xur idea, what if we go in activities and we get the exotic and that and they have the corresponding mon slot? Example. He sells an armor exotic ticket that when we complete a raid, forge, menagerie, or nightmare hunt, the exotic has the extra mod slot from the season the activity is in. It's not that this idea is bad. I think this idea's implementation would be an absolute nightmare. I think it would be an absolute nightmare. Um, uh, I, 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 I think that that would be really, really tough. Because you then have to create multiple versions of every exotic um, with, the, with the particular mod slots. Personally, I kind of feel like the mod slot, like the undying mod slot... On, a, on an exotic, do you know what it should say? It should say seasonal mod slot. Exotics transcend seasons. Like, what are you going to do in Season of Dawn? Get, like, your ninth pair of rigs, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I need one with this activity. I need one with this activity. I don't necessarily think your idea... It, well, I don't know if it's a bad idea. I think implementation and the result would be it would be arduous and, like, really and really rough. I think it should just be a seasonal slot. Because if I finally get a god roll rigs or a, a god roll Nezerax and it's the right it's the right elemental affinity and I, it's got the right stats, it should just have a seasonal slot. So if there's some new mod something or other or whatever the frickin' next season, I should just be able to slap that in my exotic. I don't think Armor 2.0 is meant to disrupt your exotic selection. I think it's meant to give you freedom of customization. And that, I, I, I think your idea gets at that, but it does it in a way that would be really, really tough on Bungie. They'd have to make multiple versions of every single exotic. And not only that, they'd have to do it every season. Because there's likely going to be a, a, a Season of Dawn mod slot next season on Armor as well. Uh, Clay Tonks. Not exotic related, but how do you feel about the inclusion of new enemy uh, types within the existing enemy factions? Large flying enemies, underwater burrowing enemies. This is not high on on my demand list, right? This is not high on my demand list. And I've made this argument before. Uh, they introduced the scorn, new new enemy types. You know, it's a brand new enemy type. There's there's enemies in there we've never fought before. Okay. 
And after like a month, the newness wears off. And if you watch people engage with the scorn, if if I could apply a filter to where you couldn't see the enemies, and I was like, all right, we're gonna put these gu- we're gonna put these guardians in a room, and there's some boxes and there's some cover and there's some scaffolding and all this stuff, and they're gonna fight the enemy. Okay, you have to guess what enemy they're fighting. You wouldn't be able to tell because largely the the engagement with the hive versus the fallen versus the vex, it's all very similar. It all becomes very much rote and rehearsed, and so new enemies or new enemy races or new enemy types is never really high on my list um cover two thank you for 29 months of subs welcome back now you're you're coming at it from an angle i'd probably be more likely to listen to a flying enemy an enemy that burrows under the ground right different pain points i'd be more inclined to listen to that as a suggestion because i feel like that would potentially change the flow of combat quite a bit more Instead of just like, oh, it's a new enemy type. He looks pretty. He looks different, you know? They kind of did that with the Taken. They kind of did that with the Taken. Like, the Cabal can kind of, boom, bounce you back, and they can put the bubbles down, and they can cast the ball or whatever. Here's my biggest concern about adding new enemy types. The enemy abilities have zero cooldown, and so there needs to be something done about that, that I feel. Um... They did that with the Scorn. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the Scorn do apply different pain in different ways, and they attack in different ways. But I do think, like, immunity phases and abilities that have zero cooldown, I really think, um, I really think there needs to be, that needs to be addressed first before you start trying to address the idea of, like, oh, man, let's bring in new enemy types. I just, minotaurs that never stop teleporting, captains of the Taken that never stop throwing that black ball like, I just, I think some of that stuff needs addressed, it, it, it just feels cheesy um, and I think it affects the champions there is zero thought from Bungie, there's zero thoughtfulness about cooldown on enemy abilities we had a guy do it to, to me me and T-Funk and Pugs were working on a master nightmare hunt, and we get a uh, champion Knight, we get him down to where he's finishable. And in the hard content, finishers actually come in handy quite a bit. You get something down to where it's finishable, and then you you finish them. And literally, he got to do his little, like, crouch, regenerate, put his shield up and regenerate health. He got to do it within seconds, because he was gonna die. I get him down to where he's finishable. I have ju- We have just popped his shield. We pop his champion shield. We get him down to be finishable. T-Funk comes over and does the finisher animation. And in the middle of that anim- animation, this guy does his shield thing again. Why? There's zero cooldown on his ability. As soon as he realizes he's going to die, he just uses his ability. And then Minotaurs, you shoot, teleport. You shoot, teleport. You shoot, teleport. You shoot, teleport. It's cheesy as frick. It's cheesy as frick. I got good in the Garden of Salvation. I bait the teleport, wait for him, and tractor cannon him. Because I got got so sick of it. I got so sick of it. Spamming abilities, I think, is just one of the most tilting things in the game. That and immunity cycles. I think Bungie needs to tweak their philosophy of, of enemy abilities before they start adding new ones. Stomp mechanic, immunity phases, spamming with zero cooldown. It just gets absurd. Chieftains in some of the fights, they just keep... They just keep throwing those things right next to you. Especially when they start dialing in Delta content. Content where you kind of have to hide. Content that you kind of have to take slow. Chieftains being able to do that and, 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 and 
taking captains, being able to just throw that crap over and over again. There has got to be a way to put some cooldown on those abilities because I think it leads to really frustrating content. It just seems very, very cheesy right now. I love the presence of lots of different abilities and lots of different pain points, but the implementation right now is super cheesy and really frustrating, especially when you get into harder content. By the way, guys, if you're new to the stream, If you've never been here before and you're enjoying the show, remember to click the follow button. Make sure when you go to click the follow button, you're not actually unfollowing me. Uh, Clicking the heart button is a free way to support the channel. It also lets you talk in chat if you want to submit questions. We're considering doing a mass unban. Uh, We've been talking about it for about a week. We wanted to do it with Shadowkeep. We're kind of waiting. Um, mainly because the vibe in stream has changed quite a bit. I've changed quite a bit. I'm, I'm in a better place. We went through a lot the last like year and a half. So if you're one, if you're one to kind of hang out and enjoy that, if you, if maybe you got banned in the past, reach out to a mod. You might, uh, can you maybe can ask for an unban or something because a lot's going to change in the Destiny directory, especially with King Goth leaving and going to Mixer, and that's kind of that's going to line up really well with us considering doing a mass unban. We were talking about it like a month ago. We just have to prepare. Because there's people that will always remain banned, and we kind of have to like figure that out. Because a lot of those people made like 85 accounts, and Twitch does nothing about multi-account creation. It's kind of frustrating. Um, so, I thought it was free with the next question. Do you feel that to masterwork armor now is worthless due to the expense and ever-changing mod slot? Um, I don't. I don't think so. No. If you're really wanting to max out your efficiency, if you're really wanting to max out your stats and your mods and your synergy uh, and all those things, um, I, I I think that you're you're gonna want to do that. You're gonna want to say, oh, um, I, I'm gonna take it up to level ten. Like, what else are you gonna do in the season anyway? Once you get really really good rolls in your armor, what else are you gonna do? What are you gonna do with your time? Are you gonna are you gonna not invest in the systems and the lanes that they've come up with? Are you not gonna invest in the mod system? I mean, I I don't see why you wouldn't do it. Now you're like, oh, the ever changing mod slot, sure, but like then that's something for you to do next season. That's something to do, you know. That's something to do every season. The season is like just now we're about to hit the halfway point, or we've passed it. Why would you not spend the remainder of the season working on that stuff? I don't know why you wouldn't. T Funk. Do you think we need better ability trees? A mix of D1 super bills and what we have now. I would say that would be, in my mind, that would be like phase four. Phase one was armor. Phase two is weapons. Phase three would probably be synergies and balancing between those two phases. Like phase one and phase two are going to really need to interact with each other. So phase one is armor 2.0. Um, uh, you know, that's armor 2.0. Phase, phase two would be weapons. Phase three would be kind of like balancing those two systems. And then I would think phase four would be let's look at let's look at the skill trees. Let's look at the let's look at attunements. Let's look at you know those things. Now keep in mind, Bungie did big passes of quality on a lot of the void subclasses. Why? I think they knew we were going to really like void subclasses this season because of oppressive darkness. I think that they knew we were going to want that, and they wanted to make it like fun. So they gave some of those subclasses some tweaks, made them better. Wep- you know, weapons of light and. Uh, and things they did to Mobius Quiver, and things they did to Bottom Tree, you know, Devour uh, Nova. So, but as far as, like, better ability trees, and kind of, like, blending what they did in D1 and with D2, I I don't know. Um, I, my, my, my biggest concern, my biggest concern would be if they go too far down the lane with 
everything at once, that's when you create a lot more imbalance and a lot of crazy stuff. So they have to do it like piecemeal. Armor, then weapons, then figure out how those two systems interplay with each other, and then how do subclasses land on that too? Like, what are you doing with subclasses? Are you going to be making subclasses a capstone to your build? Are they integral to the build? Uh, Is there a symbiosis between the way that your gun and your armor and your subclass? Like, there's a lot of moving parts there, and a lot of those sweaters have already been knitted. So it's really, really hard to kind of like unknit the sweater and start weaving in other patterns and other things uh, with armor 2.0 and whatever they decide to do with weapons. So, um, I, I don't dislike the idea of giving more freedom and, and really expanding the subclass trees. I'm not against that. I'm just always concerned about biting off more than they can manage. Like, I think they need to take it one step at a time. I mean, they added they added artifact mods as like a, oh, cool, something new you can do, and then you can't put it on exotics. It's like, how'd you guys miss that? How'd you guys miss that? Your The weapon team didn't have time to do that? Like, what? You know? So I don't know. And then there's internal balancing issues even now with some of the things you can do on the artifact in PvP that people have been talking about. So, fuzz bounce. Uh, in future seasons, could the loot table of Menagerie be switched? Yeah, we already answered that. Valcor Moon. And your opinion, would being able to change the generic perks on exotic guns like the armor, would that help exotics? You're getting too, you're going too far down the rabbit hole. So I said this a little bit ago. This is an example of somebody who's like looking at a problem and you're just swinging way too hard at it. You're like, yeah, exotics need some help. I've got an idea. Wham. You're like, let us change all the perks. No, like that, that grates against the identity of an exotic. An exotic is supposed to be a complete package out of the box. Bing. Ooh, look at this exotic. Look at all the things it can do letting us change perks on an exotic is just, we can't go down that road. We can't. Like, a gun's... An exotic gun is not the same as an exotic piece of armor because an exotic piece of armor is like, if you get kills like this, you get this. And you're like, oh, neat. An exotic gun is, you get this, and it does this, and then here's the stability, here's the reload, here's the impact, here's all those things. You throw that into upheaval if you let people change the perks. You're just swinging way too hard at the problem. This is like an over... This is like a, a solution that would go too far. Um, so what would stop them from just pulling a generic seasonal mod on exotic weapons so you can put seasonal mods, like the artifact mods, on exotic weapons to keep them relevant? Well, that's what it would need to be, Valadius. 100%. Like, right now, there's nothing limiting your legendary weapon. If you go in to your weapon that is currently running anti-barrier, there's nothing limiting this. They just threw these into the mod pool. So next season, if I really still love my loud lullaby, I'll be able to put whatever gun artifact mods they have. If hand cannons are included, I'll be able to put it here, right? So on an exotic, there should just be... These are always, the ones I have are bad examples because one's the Ariana's Val. Huckleberry should just have a artifact mod slot. That's just what you call it. It's just an artifact mod slot. So whatever mods the artifact is offering that season, you can grab them. And that's it. Like it's it, it, it should be that simple. I, I don't know if it's that simple logistically in the background, but I think the solution itself, when you look at it on the face of it, it is a simple solution. It's just this idea that, you know what? 
we can just t- totally go in and we can say these guns should have the ability to do what all the other guns can do and and then that's the end of the matter there's literally no reason to limit exotic primaries the way they're presently being limited so I was literally just saying the same thing to my brother yesterday right you should be able to run and and Bungie could experiment with it right now this is what I think they should do right now all exotic guns can run the mods primaries so whether or not the exotic is a pulse a scout a hand cannon an SMG they should all be able to run it and just see what happens see what people come up with oh but Lono people are gonna sit back with certain primaries and just pick away at the champions so the frick what if they feel like playing that way who cares they're not invalidating the pain point they're engaging with it in a creative way who cares if they sit back like that's not that they're not cheesing the content they're measuring it and they're interacting with it and that's exactly how it should go what are you going to do every season then are you never going to let pulse rifles and scouts ever run artifact mods because they could quote unquote sit back and just shoot the champions from far away like I don't know I'm telling you like that would be my first step all exotic primaries can equip artifact mods as an experiment. We want to see what happens when pulse rifles and scouts and, I guess, sidearms can, can run them. Because that's my big question. What are you going to do every season? Are you never, ever going to let scouts and pulses run the mods? Ever? Now, you might have to tweak it. Anti-barrier on a scout might require more hits because you can, you can do it from range and it might need to be faster on an SMG, right? might need to be a little bit faster on a hand cannon because you got to get closer you know maybe anti-barrier rounds on a hand cannon the closer you get there should be like an intrinsic multiplier because if you're taking the risk of getting really really close to a champion you should be able to pop the shield faster than the guy who's sitting back with a scout now again that's fine tuning that's fine tuning you might need some fine tuning because then people could get rewarded for playing a certain way like an unstoppable sidearm I mean if you close the gap and you do it it should work right like that there's nothing why not why not let somebody do that if, they, if that's how they want to play you just have to fine tune it like well people are just going to sit back with scouts and two tap the shield off and that's going to make it really really easy not necessarily I think the champions and the artifact mods and the weapons are not landed yet I don't I don't think they are I think champions I think barrier champions in master level content and we'll just say master master level content barrier champions are broken. It's a broken mechanic. It doesn't work properly. Everyone's just cheesing it with his anagis because the speed with which you can take the shield down is out of step. So what we're not ever really going to be adequately adequately to be able to engage with the champion mechanic if we're not at Delta 980 is meant to be aspirational out of reach Delta content almost the entire season for almost the entire player base. So why in the blue frick would you have the Delta be so extreme on the shield mechanic of the barrier champions? It doesn't make any sense. I'm telling you right now, I I I, I don't think champions with b- the barrier specific. I don't think they're working properly. And no, the Ariana's vow does not two-shot the barrier. That is 100% false. It's almost always a three-tap. Almost always. Sometimes a four-tap. It was super inconsistent. Izanagi is not the cheese. The cheese is divinity. 
No, we were doing double Izanagi's and we weren't using Divinity. And when I say cheese, I don't mean a cheese like when you push somebody off a ledge with a grenade. I mean like we're ignoring the mechanic and just using an incredibly powerful boss DPS focused weapon to take out a champion. Champion barrier champions are not, I promise you, they are not meant to be functioning in that way. It's a giant flat tire chasm in the rhythm of the content that people are bypassing with Izanagi's. I just... Ariana's Vow gets more damage from ADS. Homie, I'm telling you, we were testing this. We were testing this. And Ariana's Vow on barriers is inconsistent. The other thing to consider is if you want to use Ariana's Vow, the fire rate's slow, you gotta get a decent range, and then the guy starts shooting you. So it's it's not an it's not as easy as people are making it. You gotta commit to a lane, take shots at the guy, he usually rotates and starts spamming you with really high delta level damage. Like cause you cause you're it's 980 and you're not. So I'm I'm telling you, unstoppables Answer me this then, okay? An unstoppable ogre can be stopped with one unstoppable round. One, right? Get the hand cannon ready. Aim. Ready? Okay, boom. He's stunned. That's finesse. That's synergy. That's planning. The barrier, people are like, eh, this is dumb. Let's just use his Aggies on it, you know? It just it isn't it isn't functioning like the other two. Ashen Hollow, hear me out. What if running an exotic primary is supposed to be a pain point, and you compensate for the loss of barrier unstoppable overload with ability mods? Like, what are you even saying, bro? What do you mean hear you out? Who's gonna do this? Who? Why am I gonna go right now into master level content and do what you're talking about? I don't need to why would I ever why would I ever weaken myself to run an exotic right now what's the gain what what gain am I getting why am I running a huckleberry why am I running a outbreak perfected why am I running any any primary graviton lance any of them why am I running any exotic primary what's the reason what's the reason there is no reason oh look at their exotic perks nah that's not good enough that's not good enough I can run ability mods I don't even know what you mean by that. Like, what do you mean an ability mod? An ability mod where? What do you, what does that term even mean? I, I, I am not tracking uh, with what you're saying. Yeah, hear me out. What if we ran gear that made us weaker? Now, maybe you're maybe you're saying there should be something, uh, th- th- an ability mod, grenade or melee stun. No, there is literally no way that that's what Bungie envisions people doing an unstoppable melee or the grenade or whatever number one then you're then you're waiting on an ability uptime number two you're missing one they're not even all represented in there right you're missing one you can do un, you can do disruption okay improves the oh I'm sorry no you can do disruption on a grenade and you can do an unstoppable on a melee so there's no anti-barrier okay there's no anti-barrier outside of guns and that's the one that's the most painful right now that's like the one that's the most painful. I just, I have a really hard time thinking somebody's going to go into the content we played yesterday and his blader saying, you're going to try to punch an unstoppable ogre. You're literally spitting in the face of Mike Tyson. Like, why would you, why would you do that? <laughs> again, again, 
We've had this discussion so many times. I think people are just putting a blindfold on and ignoring the blatant and clear theme of the of the artifact, okay? There's five lanes. Two of those lanes are taken up by primary mods. One lane for the uh the the, the champions, one lane for reload, okay? They're clearly communicating. Two out of three lanes are telling you that this is something that's going to be helping you in the content. And you're just putting a blindfold on. You're like, no, no, no. Just run an exotic Lono and you can do unstoppable on the melee. No, look at the freaking artifact. It's showing you that this is not how it's supposed to be. We shouldn't be going to this artifact and saying, well, I guess if I run an exotic, I literally ignore two entire lanes of perks. Like, no, it's meant that this is meant to compliment your build when you go into that content. And an exotic shouldn't feel like a pain point. And presently it does. Uh, low Lowry 75th. Should exotic armor that drops in the wild have higher floor for stat rolls than legendary armor? Maybe 60 or so? I mean, sure. Uh, no chance FF. How much of a boost did Graviton Lance get and is it worth using? They did like a 60-something damage buff, didn't they? I'm sure in I'm garden variety content it feels fine. I'm sure it feels fine, but it can't run the artifact mod, and even if it could, it's a pulse, so it couldn't run it anyway. Han, do you think that instead of having mods limited to its elemental, to the elemental armor, instead have the armor set up where a certain elemental armor to buff your DPS on your super armor DPS resistance? Your suggestion is that they completely jettison an entire system and create another one, and I don't think that they're going to do that. I They'd literally... They literally just created, right? They ju- they just created this entire Armor 2.0 affinity system, and you want them to jettison the elemental affinity restrictions and come up with a completely new armor, and it buffs DPS on the super and resistance. I, I don't think they're going to do this. Number one, I kind of don't want them to. I want them to lean into affinity and give us a little bit more control over it, and then it's fine. I don't think affinity limitations are the devil. I think they're irritating, but I think it's a mitigatable point of frustration if they let us hit level 10 when we infuse armor pieces up, and when we hit level 10, let me change the affinity. Because let's imagine that these gauntlets are a god roll. All right, let's they're 65, but they're not. They're actually a 55 because of the recovery mod. Let's say that this these land 65 no mod, and they're great. They're everything I need them to be but it's solar I go in here I do this I take it all the way to level 10 and then I get a one-time chance to say make it void make it arc whatever the frick I think that is the easiest solution we don't need them to completely jettison the affinity system you're like yeah screw all that just let us put mods where we want just do like a damage resistance thing with the armor's affinity I I don't want them completely overhauling the system again I would rather them fine-tune it, because I don't think it's as bad as people make it out to be. It is bad. It is frustrating. I do think it needs addressed. But... Right, just... uh, They did say they think out mods can be used on any elemental. I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to leave the limitation. They might, again, empower you to move stuff around if you want, but they're still going to have limitations built into the system. It's Relic. Do you believe that updates such as seasonal artifacts and armor 2.0 allowing you to create real builds hurts exotics more in the long run, almost taking a step back? 
Um, I don't understand why people do this. Why are you parroting my talk back to me in a que- in the form of a question? It's not a question. Hey, Lono, do you think this thing you said 10 minutes ago? Big Sirs, somewhat unrelated question, but if the power cap does not increase next season and there's one more raid late in the year, how much do you think this will impact the raid race? It won't change because they do contest modifier. People keep com- forgetting about contest modifier. We don't need a level bump every season, and if we don't get one, it's only the artifact. It has no bearing... This is zero bearing on the raid race because they use contact they use contest modifier uh, snow ravens um, off topic but do you think mod slots are a way to force people to chase more armor I mean maybe I think they're gonna do that in future seasons like when season of dawn rolls around there will be a season of dawn mod slot that season of dawn mod slot will be a reason for you to chase new armor armor sets Outside of that, you'd be like, I have a great armor set. Why would I ever change? Like, I got roll stats. Why would I ever change? T-Funk. Why do you think we should change grinds to get armor? To get EP armor takes about 20 minutes to beat. Seven rounds a week for five weeks. As someone who would come back to D2, I would hate the grind change. I don't... T-Funk, you're... I don't understand what you're even arguing for. So, seasons last for 12 weeks. And you're going to argue that I'm going to spend half of a season getting one piece of armor in each slot. And you think that's a good grind. You think that's good. Like, with 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 love in my heart, because I think you're a nice guy, that's a stupid suggestion. That's so stupid. 12 weeks. I'm going to burn five of those weeks getting one piece. You're defending... You're defending an armor pursuit that was designed around static rolls. That armor was static. It's not new armor. So you think, you think that they, you're, I, I assumed you were engaging with my suggestion that they repurpose Escalation Protocol armor. And I said if they repurpose Escalation Protocol armor and the guns and the activity, that they should make the armor grind better, right? I don't think they should just arbitrarily go change Escalation Protocol grind. It doesn't, as you're saying, it doesn't even have the seasonal slot. I'm saying repurpose that armor, bring it up, make it matter, not just leave it in the dustbin. You're you're interacting with half of my point. I get you guys are smarter than this, T Funk. You know what I was saying. I wasn't saying just go change the EP grind for the frick of it. That's not what I said. That's you're acting like that's what I said. That's not what I said. I said. In one of the future seasons, they could completely repurpose Escalation Protocol. They could let us instance into it from orbit the way we do the forges. They could throw in the Escalation Protocol gun to the pool, random rolls on the guns, and make the armor grind better. And you're cherry-picking one piece of it and be like, why would they change the armor grind, Lono? It does, that armor doesn't even matter. They would repurpose it, T-Funk. They would repurpose it. There'd be a reason to go back and do it. Maybe you'd give it the seasonal mod slot from the season that it shows up in. Maybe they could add mod specific to Escalation Protocol. I don't know. I didn't I didn't even intimate even slightly that they should just randomly reach into EP and change the and change the armor grind. I didn't suggest that. I'm imagining like Haunted Forest sort of repurposing. It looks a little different. The gu- it, it flows a little different. You can match make into it. The armor and the guns are a little bit different. Again, it wouldn't make sense for them to repurpose the Escalation Protocol encounter without updating the armor. That kind of goes without saying. Like, yes, we've updated it. Yes, it can run the seasonal mods. 
I, everything, everything's relevancy shouldn't be locked in time. If it's being repurposed, it should be brought back up. On that same token, that doesn't mean you can go run Leviathan and get relevant gear right now. It has a mod slot relevant to that raid. Some things are going to get locked in time, and I think that's okay. I just I wasn't suggesting what you're making it sound like I was suggesting. Um, Dorkblade, I missed your resub. Ten months, it was like thirteen minutes ago. Two months from Venom, thank you. Um, King Cohen, exotic primaries have always been a staple in PvP. Ace, Thorn, Last Word, Mida, etc. I think this hasn't transferred to PvE because primary damage is less important. It's all about burst DPS, where heavy and energy ammo are better suited. That's well-made point. Uh, let's get to the question. So, how do you think we make exotic primaries worth using with this inherent need for always having the highest DPS? Well, there are layers to what you're saying. Number one, boss cycles need to change, and I think they're so oh, they're so close. Go and run a nightmare hunt, okay? Go and run a nightmare hunt, and you'll slowly see how ad flow can be a a pain point that you want to meet with a really good primary. It might be. It might be. Like, go run the, um, go run the Fanatic Nightmare Hunt at Master. Go run it, okay? When you're in there, you're like, oh my gosh, we gotta go hide. Like, you go and hide basically in the middle. That's what a lot of people are doing. And the ad flow might push you to using some type of an exotic primary to manage that if exotic primaries were put into a better position. Now, there's two layers to this point though okay the boss fight and the damage phases are stupid and poorly designed i can't i think it's got to be one of the worst things they've ever implemented if you do lots of damage you're punished for it so we figured out a way to like basically cheese fanatic with three novas and bake him right and we we might test it out a little bit later i think it's farmable for cores and uh and and fragments i think we're going to try that after q a but but if the boss fight was more think about how we kill callus as a really good example what do you actually kill callus with you kill callus in the leviathan raid with stacks of force of will your stacks of force of will can make like auto rifles and and cold heart really really strong you can melt him with pretty much anything okay so they're so close close with nightmare hunts the flow of ads is significant. Damage to the boss could be more dependent on getting the unstable, and then the unstable could make it to where you don't feel like you have to lean on your heavy. I mean, truth be told, we don't even do a lot of heavy damage to him in the fight. We use his Anagis, we use supers, we use grenades. The grenades and the supers are being buffed by the supreme mods that we got from Legend. They're really, really close to getting to what you're kind of intimating. It's like, well, we always just need to use our heavies on the boss. Not necessarily, not with the nightmare hunts. There's a new there's a new flow of damage in those fights leaning on supreme mods leaning on your heavy leaning on your grenades like these are things that are changing the flow of that combat and if you come out of that fight and say homie we don't even need to run exotic heavies i can run fill in the blank i can run you know uh Telesto, I can run Prometheus Lens, I can run Cold Heart, and it's going to help significantly in that fight. I was running Ariana's Vow, and it felt really good against those guys' shields. The, the solar shields in the room, bam, pop dead, bam, pop dead, bam, pop dead. That felt really good, because those guys are freaking frustrating as frick! And what made me do it? A unique pain point and a unique solution, like I changed up my loadout. 
And so it's like, you don't actually even need to use... Um, as, as Eugene's saying, you can generally damage the boss with your abilities. They need to lean into that a little bit more with, like, something in the room. Like the nightmare unstable essence that lands on the ground. Uh, Scott the Dude says, On exotic armor, since the super regen exotics like Lunafaction, Nerf, exotic armor seems to be situational now, do you think that this is the best place for exotic armor to be, or would you like to see some changes? I said in the talk, you must have missed it, so I'm not going to repeat myself. Exotic armor is kind of all over the place. There's exotic armor that no one gives a crap about, and there's exotic armor that feels staple, and then there's like a lot of things kind of in between. I I think exotic armor needs help across the board, and I do think it needs the seasonal mod slot. Dan Papa. Thinking about Iron Banner and level advantages, should Bungie not include the artifact in those level advantages? Um... This is a tough one because I think the artifact is there as a way to make up the gap and you're hurting casuals more than you think you realize. It's like the, the the artifact is there for everybody to get that level bonus. It's there for people to be like, you know what? I can't play as much as these other guys, but the artifact kind of gives me a bit of a bump and can maybe close the gap. And you're going to kill those people if they suddenly don't get their seven or their plus 10 bump that they probably need when they go play Iron Banner. I think it's fine. Uh, soured outlook do you think the affinity system itself uh sets it up for kinetic or darkness affinities for future contest updates no the elemental affinity doesn't even remotely hint at this you're looking way too far down the rabbit hole paul mad do i need masterwork chalice uh to get the izanagi's catalyst uh i don't know actually so yeah chat will have to answer that one wheeler not really relevant to the topic, but I thought I'd ask anyway. How do you think Trials would fit into the game now? People in chat are saying, yes, it does. Okay, there's an answer to your question. Yes, it does. Okay. Um, all right, here's the problem with Trials, okay? We got into talking about this the other night. I met I met some people from chat for pizza and, and drinks. It was a really great night. And we were talking about this a little bit. I think presently trials would be really, really bad on almost all the maps because so many of the maps would get dominated by one side having a clear advantage, okay? One side would have a clear advantage, and then that side would maintain lanes first, and then all it would take is a pick and it's over. Just a pick and it's over. Because if if you get the pick and the other team is like, oh frick, they got a pick, they're just going to push. And the 3v2 is generally going to go their way. There's so many really aggressive things in the game. Recluse, shotguns, handheld supernova, shoulder charge. So I would worry that that's all trials would turn into on a lot of the maps. It would be lane camp, lane camp, lane camp, get a pick, bum rush. Now, there were maps like that in D1, but I think a lot of the maps, that was harder to pull off. I would just That would be my biggest concern about trials right now in this meta is it is a scout, sniper, pulse, dominated meta on so many maps. You can just play super, super passive. And you better believe people playing Trials, that's exactly what they would do. They would figure out the right angles and the right lanes, the right map advantages, and you get the wrong spawn, and you're fighting an uphill battle from Jump Street. Uh, That would be my biggest concern. They'd have to get rid of so many of the maps, or design maps specifically for Trials that are super symmetrical so the pain point of the center of the map the pain point of the control point would become an issue 
Stormcrow. What do you think about removing the exotic limit for just weapons and PvE? I feel that would help with some of the problems with exotics where you don't want to waste the slot on a lower tier exotic weapon. I don't even want to run exotics right now at all, Storm. I don't. Like, the only exotic I felt like running when we ran the Nightmares was Ariana's Vow. That was it. And it was it, because, it, because it offered the shield piercing and it offered a benefit. And then they were running Izanagi's. Now, if you're like, oh, but you can run Izanagi's and something else, I, I, it doesn't matter to me. If I was running Izanagi's, I guess Izanagi's Ariana's would be, probably be the go-to. That would be it. There'd be no reason to run like a Graviton Lance. There'd be no reason to run a Huckleberry. There'd be no reason of any of them because they can't do the main pain point of that content. And the main pain point of that content is his freaking champions. I just, I don't know. I don't see that being a big enough draw. I like where your head's at. You're like, well, just remove the pain point. Number one, you're talking about completely changing the way we think about exotic gear over the last five years, and I also don't think it would matter as much. And it would create all sorts of weird builds and problems for boss fights and bakes and stuff. Would having a rare consumable like Void Sphere ETC to change the affinity of armor? I mean, this is right in line with something that I've said. When you take armor all the way up to level 10 and you roll it over, like, if for whatever reason I didn't want Void on the Nezerax and I took it up to level 10 with the energy and I invested the materials, one-time change I think would be fine. A one-time change. So, you know, a one. I think a one-time change would be, would be a helpful way to say, look, we know this is a frustration and a pain point, we're going to give you a one-time opportunity to be like, oh man, I got a god roll I need it to be arc, you know oh, I got a god roll, I need it to be void and, and let you do that that one time so, again, guys, if you're new to the stream, the vibe in here has changed a lot over the last year um, I've changed a lot therapy works wonders, do not avoid uh, seeing a therapist if you feel like you need to and I know a lot of people are like, man, the stream's really different right now, if you've enjoyed how different it feels, it's like an interactive podcast remember to click that follow button, make sure when you click the follow button, you're not unfollowing, if you can talk in chat, you're following, you click the button already, but that heart button is a free way to support me, uh, we're gonna go to other stuff now we're going to see if we can't do some maybe some more testing on the Fanatic grind. I think we can farm him for materials. Uh, we're going to test it, I think, if the people are around that want to do it. Uh, so if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch these experiments and these discussions and these Q&A sessions live at SayNoToRage.com. Everybody that's here right now, stick around. Everybody that's listening elsewhere, please like, share, and subscribe.